Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Joined now by, from CBS Sports, the outstanding Dennis Dodd. Dennis, welcome back. It's always great to hear you on the other end. Hey, Steve. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, San Diego State gets to the championship game, and, of course, uh, Dutch has been asked about the future, and he says, movement is not done yet. San Diego State is a prime target. Uh, Now, I'm not saying this run does anything for that, but at least puts a focus on it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I wrote a piece Friday. It's like, this validates their value, if nothing else. I don't know if you can put a a dollar sign on it, but it's better than going five and twenty-six. Um, yeah. You know, they've got a national championship-worthy, um, you know, college basketball program, a football program that now has been bowl eligible thirteen straight years. They're about to go to tier one research status, which is the highest academic status a, a school in the U.S. can achieve, and it's and it's really the best thing left. For the Pac-12 in Southern California, with the loss of USC and UCLA. Yeah, no question. So, the president of Arizona, Robert Robbins, is leaving tomorrow to go to Kazakhstan. Last I heard, they did not have a team that they could add to the Pac-12. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you're you're, so, you're way ahead of the the curve there, Steve. That's right. Uh, I mean. This is the only place you're going to get that kind of analysis, Dennis. You know it. (laughs) Uh, But, look, there was a deal they could have had months ago and didn't take it. So everybody wants to know, based on what you're hearing, where are they? Well, I wrote last week that they're basically nowhere, that, that they are nowhere close. They are hopeful, but as person after person in the industry told me hope is not a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to have something in place. And a lot of these schools uh, in the Pac-12 have options, combined with Brett Yormark's really aggressive stance as commissioner of the Big 12 to get some of those schools. And now I think it's you know the fact that they aren't close. It may be a period of months before they do a deal. I think the question now is, so at what point does that patience run out for some of these schools? You know, we'll take the sure thing instead of what not, What now is, is really an unknown. Um, you mentioned Rob, Robert Robbins, the, the uh, president of Arizona, who continues to say we're going to have a deal, we're going to have a deal over 50% linear uh, cable broadcast network exposure, which is really, along with the money, the key to the deal. But there are very few people in the industry that, that believe that totally. They're wondering, and this is the people who are signing the checks. If mm-hmm. that's the case, where is that coming from? Because CBS isn't involved. Fox isn't involved. NBC's not involved. Last I checked, Turner wasn't involved. Um, ESPN may be involved. But as you mentioned, they had a deal on the table, as reported last month by the New York Post, the, uh, they had a deal on the table, ESPN, for equal money to the Big 12, for the Pac-12, and that deal's no longer there. It's taken so long. So that's what we're down to. Yeah, it is what they're down to. It's also name, image, and likeness. You wrote a story about the Congress holding its first NAL hearing, and Charlie Baker, the new NCAA president, 
would love to see them have oversight and an antitrust exemption. How can this play out? Well, based on that hearing last Tuesday, it's it's kind of a joke. Um, half the yeah. Energy and Commerce su- Subcommittee that heard the hearing wasn't in attendance. Based by what I saw on the streaming, those that were there were were incredibly misinformed or not informed on the issues to ask intelligent questions. You had you had a representative from Georgia in a red jacket sitting there with a signed Georgia football and a little and a little uh, bulldog statue saying "Go Dogs." You know, this, I mean, there has to be some decorum <laughs> in some of these things. Look, I'm yeah. I, I like to have fun as much as anybody, but. Um, and it was more of a pep rally than anything else. So if I was to ask Charlie Baker, he might not, is this representative of the people you're trying to get to put in a federal bill to oversee NIL? And I, I would also say that, you know, the NCAA is saying, oh, you can't have this patchwork of laws. Well, guess what? We have a patchwork of gun laws in this country. We have a patchwork of agent laws. Uh, some, some states you have to be a registered agent. Some you don't. There are several issues where we have a patchwork of state laws. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's some of the wild, wild west at the NIL. What I'm saying is in two or three years, the market may work itself out. And if your problem is spending $800,000 on a two-year contract for a point guard at Miami, which is what their collective did, mm-hmm. um, John Ruiz, to the point of Nigel Pack, I would say that looks like a pretty good investment right now. They just got to the final four. You know, mm-hmm. so it's almost a case where you're worth what somebody will pay you. Is a lot of it clandestine? Yes, absolutely. But it's yeah. more, Steve, it's more above ground than it was before when these payments were being made under the table. You should have taken some of that money and bought an extra pair of shoes. But that's just Yeah, me. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know what? But it's funny because I, I was talking to Jack Ham last week, and he said, what do you think about the games? I said, Said, watch Miami's backcourt. I said, I said that is the first above board half million dollar backcourt yeah. <laughs> in the history of the Final Four. Yeah, the uh, and the other guy, um, Isaiah the Wong, ACC yeah. player that year, Isaiah Wong got at least a hundred thousand a year. Yep. So that's the so half million. If you want transparency? There's your transparency. Now we can argue over they're worth it or not, but sure. because there is nil, you can't cap that income. Um, you know, that's what this is all about. That's why there is NIL. That's why the NCAA loosened its, its, uh, its laws, if you will, in July of 2021. So we can have a conversation about that, but in the same conversation, we're also going to have to talk about our coaches worth $10 million a year in college. The, you know, the difference being that's a for-profit industry in those athletic departments. Exactly. Um, Steve Sarkeesian has an interesting situation. And you wrote about this with Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning both together. What did you get from the Texas situation as the, their, what their approach is? Yeah, I ran into him at the Midwest Regional here in Kansas City. He came for the championship game, so I just talked to him for a few minutes. But it was something yeah. I wanted to do uh, in the offseason, offseason story. That's, that's the most fascinating quarterback battle in the country where you've got this, you know, one of the – biggest recruits of all time, Arch Manning. Don't have to tell you who he is. Archie Manning's uh, grandson, the nephew of Eli and Peyton. Uh, supposed to be the savior at Texas. Well, Quinn Ewers is, was the first million dollar NIL player two years ago at 
Ohio State, uh, redshirted there, played four snaps, I think, before before leaving, um, and then went to Texas. Kind of had an uneven year last year. I don't think anybody would say it'd be great. And so to see those two battle it out, and in this um, in this climate where you can transfer any time, if Quinn Ewers isn't the guy, he's between a rock and a hard place. He's three years out of college. Either he goes to another school if he doesn't get the job or tries to with a waiver, or he goes to the NFL, having not achieved his goals three years into his career. So that, to me, is fascinating. Well, it goes to NIL because the NIL yep. laws in place in Ohio were different than the ones in Texas. Yep. So, he, quote, he took advantage of it, Dennis, and, yes. and now he ended up back in Texas. Yeah, and that goes to my further point. Yep. If if you're a senator, at, you know, look at the the benefits that he got in uh, in Texas, and wasn't able to get. I'm sorry, got in Ohio and wasn't able to get in Texas at that age. Uh, if you're a senator from Louisiana, where they allow NIL for high school athletes, why would you vote for a national law when that might hurt old old state? You, you know, you got an right. advantage right now in those states. No, exactly. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Ewers and Manning thing. Give me something else that you think is a fascinating story we should look for in the next month or two. Yeah, I think, Dion, um, where that goes. Yes. Um, yep. The realistic possibility of Georgia three-peating, which has never been done, mm-hmm. They are. they will be, I would suppose, to be the preseason number one, even though they have to replace – uh, quarterback, uh, maybe the number one player taken in the draft, but that's a year after, um, you know, replacing 15 draftees, five in the first round. So, but I think they, they obviously have everything in place to do it, the talent, the coaching facilities, the resources. I think that's going to be a huge story going into the season. And then after all that, check their schedule. They're not going to yeah. be challenged until maybe. Nope. Um, I think October, I think they're at Auburn or maybe have Auburn at home, but it's a, it's a Charmin soft schedule, so they've got a chance. Oh, no, their, their schedule is absolutely yeah. tailor-made for them to steamroll into the middle of the month. Right. Um, and, look, no offense, but they've been smart about it. I mean, nobody's yeah. going to, I mean, Dennis, nobody's going to penalize them for it, so no, why no, bother doing something more difficult? No, you're you're in the SEC. You're defending national champ. You know you're, you're not going to get downgraded for your schedule. Now, I don't think till the playoff. I mean, look, it's yeah. okay. Did they not play enough tough teams? Well, we'll find out in the national semifinal. I'm I'm willing to roll with that. Yeah, exactly. Dennis, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate. It. Uh, very quickly, any pick tonight. I don't. Yeah, I think I like San Diego State with the points, just because everything says it's going to be low scoring. The two half court teams, San Diego State, at least in the last three games, has just beaten up their opponents in the second half, physically and, and maybe mentally. If you think about it, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama for sure. Um, Saturday against FAU, people still can't believe they won that game. They trailed, you know, they trailed until they didn't at the buzzer. Um, and, they're, and they're really, really well coached. Uh, the, the average American can't name a starter on that team. But they're really, really good. So, I look, uh, yeah, UConn, but maybe San Diego State with the number. Yeah. 
Sounds great, Dennis. Thank you so much. It is always a pleasure, my friend. All right, Steve. Thank you.